Our next guest, um, Stewie Clark, has been good enough to join us, the former Australian Test Fast Bowler. Stu, good morning. The last time we were talking, we were worried about the Aussies after losing their first two games. To be fair, against probably two of the form teams of the competition so far in India and South Africa. But they've got things back on track in the ODI World Cup. A big win over Sri Lanka. A dominant win against Pakistan on Friday night. They go to Game 5 against the Netherlands on Wednesday night, and they're back in the top four. Stu, good morning. Morning, Ray. Morning, boys. Um, Dino, sorry. Um, oh, look, they, they absolutely dated. They they got a little bit lucky. You wonder whether that catch was taken and things Warner, changed. But, yeah. you know yeah, but, you, but you know what? You've got to give credit to Warner and Mitchell Marks. That was an unbelievable partnership. Hit the ball to all parts of the ground. Just played beautifully. It looked like they were going to get 450 at one stage. They were going that well. Um, but, you know, Pakistan fought back, and then they did well to restrict them to 300-odd. Uh, so you've got to give them credit. They seem to have turned their form around. There's a couple of big matches coming up, the England v New Zealand. Mm, mm. But you know what? You've got to say, when you look at them, um, they look like they're just playing with a little bit more confidence. I was going to ask you, Stu, it's only early, and we've got a long way to go on the tournament, but certainly on face value, we're starting to look like a side that can win it. We're starting to look a lot better, absolutely. Uh, there's no question about that. We're playing, as I said, with a little bit more confidence. We looked a little bit down. We looked a little bit tired. But guys getting into form with the bat, you know, Warner and Marsh in particular. Zampa picking up a few wickets. He was, you know, there was much talked about, you know, he was out of form, back injury, hadn't picked up a few wickets. So he's picked up four for and four for. Mm. Um, things are just starting to turn. I still think we're, we're a spinner short. We, every yeah. team's got two or three spinners that they can use. We don't seem to have that, or we certainly don't have that. So um, we've got challenges, but that's okay. It's, we, we can work through that, hopefully. And on the big stage, our batters and our, you know, our part-time spinners stand up. Yeah, no, we need Adam Zampa to stay fit, don't we? He's our only spinner in the squad. Hey, Stu, I, I can't get my head around this. Um, I saw Pat Cummings be interviewed after um, the win against... Um, Pakistan the other night and he said the Australian team have t- adopted a new mantra to quote care less I-, I don't quite know what that means you're playing for your country you're playing for Australia you're playing in a World Cup you've got to care haven't you? No I think I think that it cares less to what other people think mm. I think that's what he's that's what yes. he's getting at there so um, I think they care about the World Cup that, that's certainly not in question but um, you know the Australian cricket team that, you know, they're, they're too aggressive, they're not aggressive enough. You see it, you read the paper headlines, you know, write some of them sometimes. You know, <laughs> Don't do the headlines, uh, Stewie, you know how it works. <laughs> um, but that, that's the sort of mantra that, you know, the Australian cricket team, they, 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 they want, everyone wants them to win, but play with being really good blokes. Yeah. And sometimes professional sport doesn't actually allow for that. You've got to be a little bit aggressive and, you know, take the game, take the game on. I think that's what Pat's alluding to. And, you know, even if you watch the, uh, the game against... I think it was Sri Lanka, Mitchell Stark, third or fourth ball of the day, you know, threatening to man-cad someone, yeah. just playing with a bit more of an aggressive edge to them that um, hopefully holds them in good stead. Hey, uh, Stewie, I saw Nathan Lyon. I think he was back yesterday playing a bit of... Mm, great cricket. Great yeah. cricket, was it? That's a good sign, isn't it? Because he still wants to play until he's 40. Is this attainable? Well, let's hope so for the Australian sake. He's, mm. he's the best spinner, the best off-spinner in the world at the moment. He's got, you know, 450 test wickets. Um... The way the game is too now, you don't play all forms, right? So, so Nathan Lyon predominantly plays test matches and maybe the odd one day or a T20 game for New South Wales or, or the Renegades now. So, oh, mate, if he plays on the... If, he's, if he keeps himself pretty fit, 
I've actually seen him around New South Wales training a little bit, and he looks like he's in good nick. He's training hard. Um, you know, at his age, when you have a calf injury of the one he had, you, you've got to be a little bit cautious with it, and the, the physios and the medical staff have certainly done that. But he looks bigger and better than ever, so putting on the test summer and Nathan Lyon, he'll, mate, he could get what, 600, 700 mm. test wickets if he keeps going on 40. He could arguably, and, and look, it's, it's a big ask, but he could actually break Warney's record for Australia's most test Last wickets 40. if he yeah. kept playing for that long. Yeah, no, it'd be great to see. Speaking of players coming back from injury, it looks like Travis Head could be as back as early as the Netherlands game on Wednesday night, Stu, and I think the Australian hierarchy have basically said he'll go back and and open the batting alongside Warner. So we'll have the two lefties there. I presume Mitch Marsh probably drops to three or four, and Marnus Lane, Marnus Labuschagne is the player to miss out. Is that how you read it, Stu? Yeah, interesting you came out at the top of the order, especially after the partnership of yeah. Marsh and Warner. But, you know, that, that's where he's one, two, three. He'll be in that, in that spot there. Um, it's a big ask. He hasn't played for four weeks. Well, where, would you, where would you bat him, Stu? Oh... I'd probably actually bat him three. I'd just okay. sort of turn around and say, look, that partnership was so good. We've got to stay with it. And I like the left and right hand combination. Mm. I think that that's always got a nice flavour to it when you're uh, when you're when you're the batting team because bowlers have to adjust. They get it slightly wrong. They go to the boundary, especially in India on flat wickets. So I, I like that combination. But you know, that said, if he opens the batting with water, that's not a bad thing either. My my bigger concern is he hasn't played a lot of cricket, yeah. so we've got to we've got to get him back out there. He's got to start playing. And then he's got to start scoring some runs because once you've had four weeks off, you can have as many nets as you want, but that batting in the middle, that's why they need him against the Netherlands to get him some time in the middle. Stewie, if I flip over to test cricket, we're obviously a very dominant nation, as we generally always are, but you go through our lineup, you've got Steve Smith, uh, David Warner, Josh Hazelwood, uh, Mitchell Stark. It's a very experienced side, but it's also a side that is getting older. Do we try to limit the damage by having them all walk out at the same time? Or where do you see Australia's future, given we do have, to be fair, uh, an ageing side? Well, I think that's a really relevant question because we can't have them... We can't have what happened to the West Indies. Right? And not that I think that would happen. I think the Australian cricket selectors and whatnot will actually manage that whole situation. But we've got to be really, really careful because you could have five or six of them go at the same time. Especially the quicks. So Stark, Hazelwood and mm. Cummins. Cummins is probably a couple of years younger, but he's played a lot of cricket as well. So arguably they could go at the same time. Now, the way cricket, you know, they're a lot fitter and faster and the, the sports science behind it keeps them on the park a lot longer now. But you lose that experience is the thing I think you're probably talking about. And I think everyone is probably within the cricket circles is thinking about that as well. Um, I see, for me, you've got to give guys. You've got to, you're going to have to start giving guys a game, even if it's only one day cricket to start with. But give them some international experience. Someone like Lance Morris, who's been talked about quite a bit. How mm. do you get him into the setup? Do you get him in now, whilst you've got a few older blokes around him? What do you do? I, I'm I'm a bit. I, I'm not sure the selectors are thinking about that. But it's yeah. And that said, it's not the easiest thing in the world to do either, because every Test match is another game these guys want to play. It's so important, isn't it? Uh, just back to the World Cup, and I think Dino mentioned earlier that two form teams, obviously, at the moment are India and New Zealand. South Africa are playing great cricket. Um, outside of Australia, um, who's impressed you most, and how do you see this tournament unfolding, Stu? 
Oh, it's pretty hard to go past India. They've been mm. absolutely dominant in every game they've played and they've looked a million dollars. You know, Rohit Sharma at the top of the order, Virat Kohli getting runs, Jasper Bumrah. Um, New Zealand are the other ones. They've, they've been really, really good, New Zealand. Mm. They've, for such a small nation that, you know, they're all, we're always talking about them batting well above their average and they're certainly doing that again. They've got, um, you know, a dynamic top order. They field well. Um, they've got guys that can take wickets. So... Outside of Australia, those are the two teams to beat. England have been okay, um, but, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they're as dominant as they were in the England World Cup a couple of years ago. Yeah, they're 1-3, and three and their run rate's horrendous now, England, so that, yeah. they're in a spot of bother. Mm. Yeah, they've got, they've got some dramas. They need to win, and they need to win well for the mm. next couple of games to have any chance. But, but certainly that's, uh, that New Zealand-India, they're, they're the teams for me. I thought Pakistan, are, you know, I think they'll be there or thereabouts at the end as well. I know Australia beat them in the recent match, but... Yeah, I, I think they'll be there or thereabouts. Hey, Stu, I've got a text come in, uh, another Stu from Corella, saying, can you ask Stewie Clark about a young opener called Sam Constas who almost carried his bat for Sutherland yesterday? Is this a young star on the rise, Stewie? A- absolutely. Sam's uh, he's a, he's seven, he's 18, so he uh, got all the skills, played New South Wales second 11 last week. Um, I think he scored 75 not out in the second innings. He's doing his HSC at the moment, so he's got a few things going on in his life. But absolutely, he's a star of the future. Um, you'll see his name in lights in the not-too-distant future. But, um, yeah, Sam Constance, probably uh, put, him on the, uh, put him on the calendar as a player to watch in a few years' time as being certainly a New South Wales player and then hopefully, for his sake, playing for Australia. What's happening in New South Wales cricket? I think I heard you during the week on the BSB, Stu. <laughs> we haven't won a game for 14 months in Sheffield Shield cricket. Uh, we've been, uh, we've yeah. been, haven't been great, have we? So we won, we won the one day uh, yeah, on, uh, on Friday. So, you know, hmm. I'm putting all my eggs into the one day basket at the moment. But uh, you know what? We've got such a talented group of players. However, under pressure, they haven't delivered. And you know, there's no other way to really say it than that. It's not like they're not trying. It's not like they're not working hard. They're doing all of that stuff, and they're doing it in spade loads, but they haven't got the results. So they have to start delivering under pressure, and once they start doing that, I think it'll come with you know, just winning. Winning breeds winning, but at the moment, we're not good enough, and uh, it's been shown. Stuart, we haven't dragged you on here to embroil you in any sort of um, anthem debate, but I really do want to ask you, I'm not going to ask you whether you think these sportsmen should or shouldn't sing the anthem, but can I ask you whether you sang the anthem? Uh, I did, and only, I've I got to be honest, I didn't really remember, but I was doing the back page the other night, and they, uh, they said, oh, you used to sing the national anthem. And I went, oh, great. And then I saw some footage, and yeah, I did, loudly and proudly. I burst yeah. it out. I'm not a, uh, I've got to say, the voice isn't... Um, Dame Joan Sutherland, like, but uh, <laughs> I, you know, I have a lash at it. It was, but I look to me, I was proud to sing it because it was something that you know I'd, I'd grown up with. I was lucky enough to be playing for Australia, so you know, why not take every now? In that in that same sense, I, guys don't want to don't want to sing it. That, that's a matter for them. I'm, I'm not really fussed with that. My my mantra is: when you put the shirt on, are you 100% committed? And I know there's been a little bit of talk about Tampa and not singing it, and, you know, I read something on Twitter where you read all the good stuff, um, you know, burn him <laughs> at the stake, but, look, he came out in Boldwell, yeah, he delivered did. on the stage when he needed to, so, you know, whether he sings it or not, I'm not going to get into that debate, but I certainly did. Stu, is it ever discussed, if, was it, or was it ever discussed in the change room, like, you've got to wear your baggy green, you've got to sing the national anthem or anything like that? 
not in my time. If you yeah. remember, it was a little bit. The, the times were a little bit different back then. Mm. There wasn't as much. I'll call it. I don't want to call it activism because it's not. But um, there wasn't as much made of it and things like that. So I, I'm pretty sure some people didn't sing that. Some people, mate, some people might not know the words. There mm. you go. That's probably the answer yeah. to one of those questions. That. But, you know, each of their own. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to crucify them. Yeah. No, exactly. Hey, Stu, we've got our ODI World Cup campaign back on track, so hopefully you can continue to talk some good news about Australian cricket going forward. Thanks for joining us on a Sunday, and let's hope the Aussies can keep winning, Stu. Good on you, boys. Talk soon, eh?